Hi everyone, I'm Alex and this is New Wine, a weekly podcast where we get to lay down the old and welcome in the new. Now, this week marks the one, well, the time that this episode will air will mark the one month anniversary since the podcast first started. And it's also halfway into season one. And I just can't believe it. But with me knowing that as I was preparing for this episode, I said, you know what, now is a good time to really reflect on the journey that it's been for you to even start a podcast, for you to even be in this space where you feel like you got something to say. <laughs> and um, not just something to say, but like you have confidence to say it. And so, yeah, like this this week marks one month since we first started. And I wanted to dedicate this podcast to a topic that I honestly feel pretty inadequate to share about. Um, I also feel adequate, but also inadequate. I feel nervous about it. I feel so many emotions, but um, I also feel a responsibility to share. Um, Because it's my podcast and it's my platform, Like I wanna use my voice in a way that I know will and can help others. Um, But yeah, so my journey to creating this podcast started in a season of hurt, Um, in a season of sadness. And when I say hurt, (laughs) I specifically mean church hurt. Um, And that hurt that I felt from the church led me on a path to now, you know, having so much, so much more freedom, much more self-awareness, much more healing. Um, So this week, I'm truthfully talking about how I healed from church hurt. And shall I say how I am healing from church hurt because I'm still healing, still healing from it. Um, Before we get into the episode, because this is a different type of episode and it's pretty personal for me. so before before we get into this episode, I'm you know we're obviously gonna pour it up. Don't get me wrong, we are gonna pour it up, but I want to make it clear that this episode is my journey, okay? Mine, not anyone else's. This is my journey. I don't act as a voice for everyone. I don't act act, act as a voice for anyone outside of myself. Although I do know that my voice helps others, this is still my journey. Um, my experience with church hurt is not everyone's experience. My, how I healed and how I am healing is not how everyone, you know, experienced with healing from the church looks like. Um, this is also not an episode that will speak to every single moment because it would be hours long, probably days long. Um, this is not the time for that, (laughs) but you know, I want to make sure that we all that we all understand as listeners, especially me, as even I listen to myself and, you know, share on the podcast, my experience with church hurt, hurt a lot of people. And it's for friendships, families and a community that I love apart. And so I want to steward my voice in a way and my steward my platform in a way that I can speak truth and hurt and sadness and the feelings that I was feeling in that season. But I'm also going to speak about the joy, the strength, the lessons, the love that I've learned from that season. Um, And I think that's just important to say because I am in a place right now where I feel very loved. And a lot of people helped me to get to the place (laughs) that I feel very loved today and feel whole again. And I don't want this episode, and definitely not even my entire podcast, but specifically, I don't want this episode to be reminders for people who really sat with me in pain, um, or to make, you know, or to make them feel as if their sacrifice of love towards me in that season wasn't worth it. So it will be about hope and healing, because that is the truth of who I am and where I am today. But, you know, so many people experience so much hurt from church hurt with me um and so i'm not alone so i feel the army with me um but you know this is an episode of hope and healing this is an episode that i'm choosing to share my feelings and if i pause more than usual or take long to explain something or stumble over a word or or even sound as if i'm holding something back it's only so that i can steward the people that i love including myself I can steward me well, I can steward my voice well, so I can be careful with my words and also be sensitive to my heart. 
Like I'm still healing <laughs> very much in this present moment on this present day. I'm still healing. I've come a long way, which is why I even feel like, okay, God, all right, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> for me to even be in that place, I've come a very long way. Um, but if you feel those moments where like she's skipping something or she's not saying the full thing or whatever, like work with me i'm being i'm being sensitive to my heart and sensitive to the platform and just sensitive to the people that i love who are connected to this episode and connected to me um so with all that being said and before we get into the episode let's pour it up so today I'm back to a red wine, back to my Cabernet. Um, it's a California Cabernet by the brand Chasing Lions. I got this from my local grocery store. There we go. Come on, camera. <laughs> All right, back to focus on me. So I got this wine from my local grocery store and it was so fun. I went in there and they were having this like wine tasting in the grocery store. So I got to talk to this guy who comes, he was in the grocery store every single day. And he was telling me about these wines, giving me like a little taste test. I'm like, I'm gonna come and do this every single weekend. He's like, he's there every single weekend. So um, yeah, he recommended this, this Cabernet to me. You know, I love a good cab. He recommended this Cabernet to me. And he said this brand is really, really good. I'll have fun with it. So that made me happy. But it's, it's a California wine from 2020. Um, and like the wines we've had on the podcast before, this one doesn't have like what food it would recommend you to drink it with. But the guy did say like fish, pasta, um, chicken, like, like grill type of meat um, or vegetables. Like he said, that would be good to, to drink with it. But when I was reading the bottle, it's so cute from the from the owner and he goes through like his life story a little bit about how he worked with his grandfather in the farm fields and like how every single day he learned something new from his granddad while they were out on the family farm um and his granddad one day told him when he was in his late teens he writes this on the bottle he said it was time he told the granddad told the grandson it was time to get off the ranch and go chase lions um he said, I never asked him what he meant by that because something inside of me already knew, but it's been over 20 years now since he passed and I have been chasing lions every, ever since. And he ends, the, he ends that paragraph with says, by saying, grab life by the mane, like chase the lion, get the lion. So I just thought that was so cute. Um, but yeah, let's pour it up. It's a good old Cabernet Savion um, and it's by the brand Chasing Lions. Don't we just love that, like, that little pop, that little noise when we open a fresh bottle? All right, let's pour it up. Also, oh, also, the guy in the grocery store said, you have to taste wine on both sides of your tongue. Okay, I've never been to a wine tasting. I know I have a podcast called New Wine, but I'm just out here doing what God told me to do and I'm really learning along the way. But listen, he said you have to taste wine by tasting on both sides of your tongue. So every time you have a sip of wine, if you're trying to figure out what it tastes like, make sure you drink enough or sip enough to where it can touch both sides of your tongue. And that way you really get the flavor of the grapes that it's made with. And I was like... And you give me this knowledge for free? Come on, come on. But um, he says, yeah, you definitely give it a swirl because the air also helps wine. Um, like just natural oxygen <laughs> helps wine. So give it a little swirl. That's how people swirl it. Do a little sniff. Mm, it smells very good. Um, and yeah, drink a sip enough for it to touch both sides of your tongue. So here we go. Oh, I didn't let that sit long enough. This is good. Okay, one more time. Touch both sides of your tongue. Oh yeah, it gives a little, it has a little bitter grape flavor to it, kinda. I need to go to a wine tasting and really, really learn about my business. Cause I'm professional or whatever, but yeah, this cab is really good. I would recommend it if you love a good cab. And it's not, you know what? It's not really dry feeling at the end of it. The other cabs, the other red wines that we've had on the podcast so far, they've had a dry ending to it. This one does not. So you might like it. Cheers to everyone. 
hope you guys are enjoying your glass of wine today um and you know how we do we we have a part of the podcast called wine or dine but since none of you guys have entered my dms to ask me a single question we are continuing with our game of would you rather yeah so i'm blaming y'all on that but um we're playing a game of would you rather so make sure you have your glass and let's have some fun so typically there is a portion of the of the podcast called wine or dine this is where you can submit any and every question you want to me hit my dms up on instagram at underscore new wine podcast let me know what you want to know whether it's about love about singleness about relationships about dating about being in your career about being 20 about almost being 30 whatever it is you can hit my dms up ask me your questions ask me an advice question i can share it here on the podcast um and we just have some fun with that but today we're playing a game of would you rather we're asking seven questions because that's the number of completion period and i love number seven so that's why i pick seven every single week fun fact but first question if you have your glass go ahead and grab it here we go would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future um probably 150 years into the future depending on what the what i think the 10 minutes ahead gonna look like like Hmm. I'll probably just still pick for the sake of time instead of explaining what I mean by that. 150 years into the future, I rather would love to see what the world looks like um, then. Yeah. Next question. Would you rather have telekinesis, which is the ability to move things around with your mind, or telepathy, which is the ability to read minds? I would rather have the ability to move things around with my mind all day. Can y'all imagine? I would be like, come on, come on over here, candle. Come on over here, glass. TV turn on, open that door, vacuum my floor. What? What? Absolutely. Like I would love to be able to do things with my, move things around with my mind. Yeah, I hope I'm understanding that correctly. Cause yeah, I would pick that one all day. <laughs> Next question. Would you rather team up with Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? I'm not a big Marvel girl. I got to get into it more. My dad loves Marvel, so I watch it with him a lot. But I would say team up with Wonder Woman because I'm team girl all day. And Wonder Woman, I did see that movie and it's bomb. So I'm a team up with Wonder Woman. She was busting out there. All right. <laughs> when she, and busting mean like she was getting it. I, I, I got to get it together. Okay. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear? Dance. I'm a, I'm, I dance all my life, so I would say I'd rather just dance to every single song you hear. Can you imagine, though, too, if it's just like a slow, if it's like a slow song or if it's depressing and you just got to, like, dance to it? But, yeah, I would pick dance. Next question. Would you rather find true love today or win the lottery next year? Mm. I mean, how big is that lottery? <laughs> uh, is it billion? Is it a billion dollar lottery? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Is it a billion dollar lottery though? Because if it's a billion dollar lottery, I might win the lottery. <laughs> and I will find, I'm, if he's my true love, listen, I'm going to find him regardless. I'm going to find him today, tomorrow, next year, next month. I'm going to find him because if if he's my true love, winning that lottery is like a once in a lifetime thing. Not that my, not that my love isn't, but winning my lottery, winning a lottery, give me that money, especially if it's a big one. All right, next question. <laughs> Would you rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Hmm. I'd rather be overdressed. Yeah, I'd rather walk in a room where I'm overdressed than to walk in a room and I'm underdressed. Cause I would just be like, let me, one second, let me, let me just go on back home, I'm sorry. All right, last question. Would you rather have Beyonce's talent, our girl, or Jay-Z's business acumen? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say I still, listen, first of all, hold on, would you rather questions? Because Beyonce has a lot of business acumen that, 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 that we don't, may not know about all the time. But like, how do you think she's, she's gotten to the place that she is? It's because she has a business mind. It's not just talent. 
Homegirl is working hard out here and raising kids and being a wife and being a woman and doing all the things and setting the standards. So give me Beyonce's talent because I know a part, one of those talents is not just singing. She has a business sense and she's a woman about her goals. So, and I'm going to pick girls all day. I'm team girl, team women, team women know your power. Like, yeah. So that wraps up our, our <laughs> that wraps up the part of the podcast that we call Minor Done. Again, submit your questions. Let me know what you want to know. And I'll be sure to read them out loud here on the podcast or have a sip of wine. So hit my DMs up on Instagram at underscore new wine podcast. So like I said, when we started the podcast, this is an episode about how I'm healing from church hurt. When I experienced church hurt, this was in, the, I, I, I'm going to start from when the place when I left the church, uh, meaning I left the community, I left being on staff at the church. That was in 2021, um, early 2021. When I left the church, um, I really had to begin to advocate for my pain and advocate for my hurt, even if no one else did. And I think the part of like what I want to share on this episode is is really how how I learned to be in the place I am, but also what did I do in that season of just so many unknowns, hurt, confusion, sadness, all of that. Like, what did I do? So that's what I'm gonna. That's that's what I'm focusing on. And when I first left staff, um, it was at a time where like. It was weird because like people had people had left before me um, and I was kind of still there kind of figuring out what I was going to do in the in the in between. Um, and but when I made the decision like, OK, this is not healthy for me, like I really have to take a step away, like I can't be here anymore. As sad as that is, um, which I'll insert this. Sometimes you have to make decisions for yourself, even if it's not the decision that you would choose for yourself. Um, I made that decision to leave, not for not because like I was just so happy about leaving. It was literally because I was breaking down <laughs> health wise, mental wise, um, just my spirit was breaking down and I had to make the hard decision to leave. And so many others have as well. But listen, when you are in a place of pain, when you are in a place where you have to take a step away from a church that you love and you've given so much time time to, um, but you make that decision in a space where, you know, you may get questions about why you left or people are still there. So why did you leave? It must, you know, it must not be that bad. It must couldn't have been that bad if people are still there. You have to learn how to advocate for your own pain in in private, because maybe that public public acknowledgement won't come. And I had to learn in that season how to advocate for my pain in private. How am I going to come to come to this place of realizing like what I just experienced really happened? What I feel right now is real, regardless of who acknowledges not acknowledges it around me. And when I came with those raw feelings to God and I came to that place of like, you know, this is all that I feel, God. I'm, I'm, I'm truly heartbroken. Like, I'm really, really heartbroken. I learned that God is a God who makes it real back with us. Like, when I was, when I was willing to make it real with him and really surrender all of my feelings and really just, like, let go of everything that I was feeling um, and not let go in the sense I forgot about it, let go, like, put it all in front of him. Like, God, do you see what I'm dealing with? Do you see what this is? He was that much real with me back. And he was like, I know it's bad i see it you're right you that's sucky i understand why you feel that way like he was real with me back and i think that was one of the best things that that I, that I did in the beginning because you know i went through all these questions in that moment of trying to advocate for my own pain in private you know i went through questions like okay i left but like what if they what, what if things turn around and things become better then does that make me a bad person or am I still, or is my pain still validated, even if things turn around and they go, uh, they, they go better than what it was when I was there. I also think, you know, how, how can I honor myself and still trust God for my next chapter, even while I see a place that hurt me blessing others? 
it was a very I asked so many questions in that season and 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 it was really hard and because of the timing that I left in where things weren't really out on the surface just yet um you know I left in a time where I knew things that were true people are some people most people around me knew things that were true but it was still a large amount of people who were still questioning but for me I had no more questions inside of me I had no no I couldn't ruminate on it anymore I had to leave and so what what how can you i'll ask you this on the podcast if you're listening you know how can you advocate for your own pain in this season how can you tell yourself yeah what you feel was is, is right what you feel is true those emotions that hurt did really happen and here's the thing too and this is hard so don't this ain't easy if a place that hurt you if even people that hurt you end up experiencing the God that you know and and figure and figure out you know how their story can be redeemed and how they can offer forgiveness to others how they can be forgiven how they can say I'm sorry like if that true change happens in people you have to ask yourself and I know it's not easy I did this for myself you have to ask yourself like would you be okay with that would is your pain still validated even if they were to be great to other people is this church pain still validated for you even if the church went on to bless people and be great to people and started to make a turn like would you be okay with that a part of me in that time in may 2021 i couldn't I couldn't clearly say <laughs> that I would be okay with that. I would say that I was definitely in a time where I would have been like annoyed by that. Where I would have been like, you can't be blessing people. Like that's, that's, that was, that, that was in me. Like you can't be blessing people. Like no, nobody's going to like this church because of all you did. Like that's, that was my raw feelings. And I brought all of that to God and God began to teach me like, Alex, what if things change? Are you able to accept healing for your pain and still move forward? Or do you have to continue on this, like on, on this path of like wanting to see it all come crashing down and parts of me? Yes. I'll admit wanting to see it all come crashing down. I can't blame myself for that, but I have learned as, as I've, as I've grown from that season, as I've allowed God to really heal me that Alex, if they change, if things turned around, then you would have to learn to be okay with that. Doesn't mean you have to go back. Doesn't mean you have to even accept, you know, any good things from that place. But it does mean that like, hey, as a sister in Christ, <laughs> I can be happy. I can be grateful. Maybe it's a better word for a place that hurt me if they start to do better towards others all right so i would say that's the on, on top of advocating for your pain realize that sometimes god will challenge you in that and sometimes he will he will ask you difficult questions to really see like how bad do you really want this healing because real healing real healing real like for real really getting to the other side experiencing the glory that god has for you on the other side is you saying you know what even if I never get validated back from this place, I'm going to validate myself and that is going to be okay. That's going to be enough for me, right? It's hard, but we can do it. Um, the second thing I had to do in this season when I was walking through church hurt was to listen to my body. I remember when I first was debating about leaving, basically, I, I got COVID. I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I was had shortness of breath really, really bad and went to the hospital and they checked my, you know, checked my oxygen levels and basically said, yeah, you know, you definitely have COVID. You definitely need to rest. You're stressed. Like all, all of these things I already knew about me were coming back, but it came back in the form of like my health was deteriorating. Um, I had dreams that were just, I don't even want to say publicly, but like dreams that really were, were red flags in my mind. Like, hey, if you don't, if you don't get this under control, if you don't stop wearing the stress or bearing the stress or bearing the weight of this church being being like making a turnaround or like or, or people coming back together again, if you don't if you don't lay that all down, you're not going to be OK at the end of the day, meaning like your health, your body, your life is not going to be OK. And so once I healed from COVID and really I took some time to kind of just 
go home with my family and and rest and turn off my phone and turn off all the notifications and it really helped me turn off the turmoil that was going on in my mind so that I could make a clear decision from a place of like um when you are in a place where you're hurting so much, where things, where you're in grief, basically. Church hurt is grief. It is painful. It is it is a lot of changes, a lot of transition at one time. Um, so for me, it was, t I turned inward to me, to listen to me. And listening to my body, I was like, okay, Alex, you don't, you know, your job at the church is non-existent anymore. You're, you're not there anymore. You know, your whole schedule has changed. You're, you know, you're mentally changed by the situation. Your relationships have drastically changed from the situation. You know, God was kind of being my shepherd and like really leading me in this season. And, was, and basically like I started to listen to my body. I started to say, okay, what does Alex need today? And what is a win for Alex today? When you're in a time where you're hurting a lot and you're trying to put, pick the pieces back up, I would recommend just like not trying to do too much. Like what can you, what are the basics that you can do? For me, when I got up, I would make coffee. Like that's the one thing I would froth my creamer, put it in my coffee. And like, that was the one thing that I did that I was like, this was good today. This was great today. My emotions were a mess. My physical, like my, my, like my, my world had changed around, but this coffee that I was drinking was great. And like, I found some satisfaction in that. Uh, I would take, vi I would take vitamins, you know, go on walks. I went to the gym, things like that, that really helped me get in tune with my body again, get in tune with my emotions again, my feelings, like helped me also to just like recognize real time like not live so much in the past of what had happened and it was still happening but like more so what can, what is going on today what is present day showing me and making coffee going to the gym going on walks you know opening the blinds was a really big thing for me like i would get up every morning i really looked forward to opening the blinds and letting the light in it just reminded me like it's a new day today the sun is up it's doing its job, girl. You have something to look forward to. Every single day I would get up and open the blinds and just let that natural light in and let it just hit me in the places I needed the most. Like natural light, and even till today, like natural light means so much to me. It does something to me. It like puts me at a place of rest and peace because when I just recognize the light, I recognize God and I recognize that, wow, God, you are, you are here with me. Even if it feels like you're not, in that moment, I felt like he was. I felt like, all right, the light is coming through my windows. And like, that was that was good for me. I also I also would do things like cooking dinner. Um, at my, you know, at my own place, like getting recipes and cooking dinner and just really spending time with myself. And like, really, if I would, cr you know, start crying from any moment, like I was there to pick myself up and God was there to pick me up too. And um, I traveled to see old friends. I would watch TV on the couch every single day and like not feel guilty about it um, because that is what I needed. A lot of times when we experience it, experience really deep hurt, we try to just like, shovel through and that and i'm that type of person so i'm the type of person who will hold it in who will put on good face and like keep chugging through this for me was i just couldn't do it i could not do that i could not chug through i could not just like push through and make myself um be happy when i wasn't i was very sad i was i was grieving friendships which was like the i feel like the most heartbreaking thing for me was like the friendships and the family dynamic that i had was had changed so much and so i really was grieving the loss of pastors the loss of friends the loss of a job the loss of a church community the loss of just like my sense of purpose in this season in this city and like i had to sit with that if you're experiencing church hurt, and I know a lot of my listeners have, um, hopefully no one else has to, but the reality of the world is that someone will. Um, when you are experiencing that, recognize that your body is experiencing grief and it goes through multiple stages of grief. It goes through anger, it goes through frustration, it goes through sadness, it goes through remorse. Like it, it goes through a lot of stages of like great grief is a lot of stages. And the moment where you just feel sad, really just let your body feel that and know that tomorrow 
when you feel like okay there has to be some hope left in this world for me like that's going to be a good feeling to tap into too but like i really allowed myself to sit there and, and 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 sit with myself i also worshiped i read my bible i got me my songs like i got songs that really push me that really can pull me up and and that helped me a lot because if i you know when i was feeling down i would i would play this song um, if I needed needed something to encourage me because I couldn't encourage myself, I played this song and songs became my mantra. It became like my, my like, yes, God, you are going to, you know, you're going to turn things around. You're going to move me to greater things. What I experienced, what I experienced was valid and true, but it wasn't the end of my story. You're still writing a good story for me. And I had to believe that I had to, like I had to, when you're in moments of grief, like give yourself something to believe in, because if you don't, I'm telling you, it's so easy to just fall and sit in bed all day or to just get depressed and, or even allow shame. You know, maybe you made bad decisions. I know I did. Like maybe you made bad decisions in seasons where, in seasons that ended up hurting you. And so you're like, well, dang, what if I didn't do that? If I didn't do that, if I didn't do that, if I didn't do that, if I didn't do that. And all of those thoughts pull your body into shame, pull your spirit into a spirit of shame. And that shame can hold you back more than those people ever did. Like I found out for me, shame held me back more than they more than the people who hurt me ever did um and when you're in that moment allow yourself to sit and grieve but please know that there is hope on the other side there is newness coming it's sometimes for feeling that newness and experiencing that newness just takes time um I also went to the doctor. I told you guys that like my health was 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 not the best <laughs> at the time. And so I went to the doctor. I started eating better. And I just got myself in a place where like I'm just taking care of the basics. Like I don't know what my next job is going to be. I don't know where I'm going to be living. I don't know who my next friends are going to be. Like I don't know where church I'm going to going to go to. Like I don't I don't know any of that. I don't know any of that. What I do know is that God is here and I'm taking care of the basics right now. And like that was enough to get me to like three months later where I was like, all right, I'm feeling better. I'm doing better. Life is coming, coming back. I'm feeling my, feeling my limbs again, you know, still hurting, still grieving, but parts of me were coming back in this moment. Um, the third thing I want to talk about was how I had to unlearn church experiences. I had to unlearn that there wasn't a need to have my entire life revolving around the church and also that Jesus doesn't call for that. I had to realize that because the parts of me believe that everything in my world had to revolve around the church. And the sad truth is that I was willing to let my world revolve around the church. I was willing to put family to the side, friends to the side, myself to the side, anything to the side to build this, to build the church. And I'm telling you, if you believe that, ask the Lord to help you understand what he calls you. Because I can tell you in my understanding that Jesus didn't call me to do that. Jesus didn't does not call for, uh, for me, and I would say for us, to do that. He calls for us to be a part of the church, allow the church to help us, uh, even allow us to serve in the church. But for it to be my entire life and for me to like... For me, the it was a, it, it would be moments where I would be be at the church until 10 p.m. And I thought that was normal. And I was like, oh, I just got to do all this. I got to do all this. I got to do all this. I got to do all this because like I'm building this thing for God. When God is like, girl, go home and build yourself. Like, how are you? How's your spirit? Like, I'm into building you. This building will pass away, but you will remain with me. And like, I had to have a had a, had a, had a, had to have a really deep heart check with that because it was parts of me that just had been convinced that I had to give everything to the church and I, and whatever was left was enough for me when in reality that it wasn't. Another thing I had to unlearn was there wasn't a need to stay quiet when it, when I was hurting and that Jesus also doesn't ask us to do that. He asks, he doesn't ask us to sit in places and be silent about things that matter to us to keep the peace or to save face or to not be the one who's talking up or speaking up or whatever. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty outspoken person, but in, in moments of tension and confusion, and even when I'm just kind of warring in, inside of myself, I can tend to just turn in really until I know the, excuse me, until I know the sure thing to say. Until I know what I really want to say, I, I tend to just kind of keep it into myself. And I think it's wisdom in that. But specifically speaking of my church experience, I will say I had to unlearn that 
there was no need for you to just sit there and stay quiet or for you to sit there and, and still serve or still work when you're hurting. Like there was no need to do that. And there's healing for that. And please don't do that again because Jesus doesn't ask you to do that. Um, another thing I had to unlearn is that it's okay to leave when things aren't lining up to who you are anymore. When you are having a conviction, conviction in your spirit, even if nobody else in the room does, if you're having a conviction in your spirit about something, about your spirit not being able to sleep at night because of this, it's okay to leave. It's okay to step away. You don't have to think that the church, just because it's the church, that it will not ever ask you, that God will never ask you to step away because that's just not reality. Uh, it wasn't my reality at least. And I had to learn that that didn't mean that I lacked loyalty in any way. Um, loyalty to myself, loyalty to God is what I should be most concerned with. Loyalty to a place, to other people um, who don't understand that the love that I should have towards myself should come first shouldn't get a standard in my life, you know, and I had to, I had to learn, unlearn that, unlearn that and learn that the love and loyalty that I have towards myself is priority. And I, sh I, you know, I have to look and recognize that ne quicker, quick, more quickly next time. I have to realize that if a place is calling me to be more loyal towards them, even if a, a person, relationship, and I've done this in past relationships, so I really feel like when I was walking through the church, just a sidebar, I guess, <laughs> when I was walking through the church, hurt that so many other hurts from the past came up in it and I had to heal from those things too but you know I'm more I, I've learned about myself that I'm that I'm more likely to stay in a place just for the sake of trying to turn things around when really it's not going to turn around and you have to make the decision to heal yourself first and like be loyal towards yourself first um, and know that if people don't get that, that's okay. Cause you have to take care of yourself first. And yeah, I had to unlearn that. Um, another thing I, I wrote is that you shouldn't fake it. You shouldn't need to constantly lead or put on a bright face when you're in pain. It's okay to wave your white flag of surrender. It's okay to tell people, I don't, I don't feel right. This isn't sitting right with me. This isn't good with me. Um, because the more that you become honest, the more that, you become honest with yourself. Like the more outwardly you become honest and not just inwardly, but the more outwardly that you become honest with your pain, God is able to begin the restoration process in your heart. And I had to realize that. And even if you're t listening to this today and I feel this in my spirit, you're listening to this right now and some parts of you have not acknowledged the pain that you're in even right now. It's time for you to not just get real with the people who are around you, but it's time for you to get real with yourself and say, listen, I'm in pain. I'm still hurting. And I, I know that it's been a long time. I know that maybe I should be further along than I am right now, but I'm still in pain. I need to really acknowledge that because you begin to take steps towards your truest freedom because God is able to enter that space of honesty with you. You know, sometimes God, God moves and people ignore him. And because people ignore him, that pain, because it's in real, real life and real time, the pain that people, you know, you're, you know, you're on the other side of their choices. So you're experiencing pain because of someone else's choices to not be obedient, or maybe they don't feel like that's what they should do or whatever. Like that's their choices. You experience pain from others, other people's choices. And I'm here to say that, that you have to begin to be honest about that pain, because if you don't, you begin this cycle of just self-hatred, of shame, of turning inwardly towards yourself, of even placing blame on people, you know, when ultimately everyone has fallen short, everyone is, is worthy of forgiveness um, from God and from us. But, you know, you have to get honest with yourself because it is gonna allow you to get honest with others and with God. The last thing I, I had to learn about my church experience, um, some for some reason when I was growing up I thought like God could just come in and turn things around it didn't matter what people did it didn't matter whatever like God was sovereign and like he can he will he will interrupt you know 
I learned in this place, and maybe it took some of my purity away or some, or some of my innocence, I guess, away from that thought process because I realized that sometimes God moves in dark places. I realized that sometimes God sees darkness happening and he doesn't always invade that space with his light like we would expect him to. He often sits back and waits for people to come to turn to him. And I don't understand. I'm not here to say I get it because it's parts of me that are like, God, like, why would this even happen? Like, why would you even allow that? And he's like, Alex, they allowed it. <laughs> like, I'm try. I try. Like, I'm, I'm pushing them towards me. But if they're run, if they're not listening or if they're not listening to people, the wisdom around them or even listen to the inner voice inside of them. For whatever reason, you know, there's only so much that God can do. Faith without works is dead. And it applies to the large church, too. And I think I had to realize that, like, okay, God, you do, you do move in dark places. Um, and people make choices that are outside of you, even if they are in the place that should represent you. Um, and I had to learn that because I, re I think realizing that really helped me to experience okay maybe even more forgiveness towards others and probably even more forgiveness towards like this expectation that i had for god to move a certain way like i had to forgive that about myself and maybe ultimately i don't know if you can forgive god but like i had to forgive the parts of me that believe that god did didn't intervene when he was supposed to right because like the truth is god is god and he's going to remain at his level of sovereignty, at his level of his standards. And if people drop below those standards, it's up to me to make the choices to move forward or to step away or to stay or whatever based off of my own convictions. Um, but as I healed, my relationship with God became stronger. It became more intimate. And I really think it was because of the timing that I left. It was because when I left that, you know, I was kind of in the middle of a lot of relationships in my life at the time. And um, I really only had God to turn to in a lot of private moments. I really didn't have a lot of people to turn to in a lot of private moments who really got it, right? Like it was people, and I, I give them credit, I gave them credit at the beginning of the episode. It's tons of people who were around me who helped me get back to me. But when I talk about the people who, who know everything that went on, who were in it with me, I didn't have a lot of those people to turn to in the beginning when I was first leaving the church. And I had to... I think I all I had was God. All I had was God. What is this? Show me how to show me how to heal from it. And because I had because I only had him, I think my relationship with him got stronger and definitely way more intimate. And that really saved me. It really helped me to to come above the noise too. Like it helped me to not get tangled in with the hate or with the stickiness of people and all of that i think because i was kind of isolated it really allowed me to hear from god and god alone and i think that is truly what has saved me even to this day is that i know me and god know my healing journey me and god know everything i walk through it at the church me and god know those those moments where i was questioning things or i was wondering things and things and he was there with me me and him know that and that's the that's a place with the lord that I'm, I'm super appreciative of because no one gets the credit but him no one gets the credit for who i am today but him no one gets the no one gets the glory no one gets to say oh i did this i did this i did this to help her blah 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 God was my shepherd and the word tells us that and I, I came to believe the scriptures even more in this season where it says the Lord is my shepherd the Lord is my shepherd pastors pastors are pastors can be our earthly shepherds right they lead us they pastor us they give us wisdom in this moment where I lost my pastor <laughs> um where I lost a lot of ministry I guess leadership around me the Lord became my shepherd. He became my ultimate shepherd. He was the one who was leading me 
keep me in the flock, keep me away from the lions, the bears, and, 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 and every harm that wanted to come near me. And he became my shepherd. He became my protector. He became what I needed. He is what I had to depend on. And I only had him in a lot of those private moments. And, and if you're wondering like, God, like, where are you in my private moment? I, I would ask you to get quiet. I would ask for you to really sit with the Lord and really sit with yourself and ask God, okay, God, how can you lead me? <laughs> how can he invade these moments with you, invade these private moments with you and really lead you, really be your ultimate shepherd? You lost your pastor. It's sad. You lost your church family. It's very sad. You lost friends. You lost confidants. You lost your sense of purpose. You lost a family connection. You lost, you lost a lot of stuff, right? You lost a lot of, in, you lost trust in people you lost trust in the church and all of that is valid i would ask for everyone who's feeling those moments those are very real moments and i see you and i validate you but even more than i validate you god validates you and he sees you and he wants to be your shepherd he wants to be your ultimate shepherd um the next thing i would say is is my road of forgiveness you know has been a journey i had to forgive myself i had to forgive the parts of me that allowed myself to stay in places that were damaging me spiritually. I had to forgive those parts of me. I had to forgive my need to belong more than my need to stay connected to God. I had to forgive parts of me that, that felt shameful about my choices to love people when really there's no shame in that at all. Like I love people, especially I tell, I said, I said, I said that before, like I love hard and the people who are around me, like I love them. I give a lot, a lot of parts of me to them, but I had to also realize that there's, while there is no shame in the people that you love and the people that you connect yourself to, there you, you do have to have boundaries. You do have to have a place in yourself to say, all right, I do love you, but you're not, but you're, but even, you know, in me loving you, I have to protect myself <laughs> and you don't care about protecting me. You don't care about how you're making me feel. So I have to do that for myself. And you have to sometimes do that with people that you love, which is hard. It's very painful. It's very hard. But I had to realize that and begin to forgive myself for not doing that sooner. Um, I had to also accept God's sovereignty overall, which I think is a really big topic that we should talk about way more. God is sovereign. He, he's overall, he holds the whole world in his hands. He holds time in his hands and we're in time. So we're in his hands and we're in the world. So we're in his hands and we, he sits outside of time. He sits outside of the world and he says, I see, I see, I see it all. I know it all. I feel it all. I understand. And I know I'm not moving as quickly as you want me to move. I know that this isn't changing in the way that you would want it, want it to change, but accept my sovereignty nevertheless. Accept that I am all powerful, that I know you and I know how to move you along. Um, and I know how to move others along. A lot of parts of me, because I was, wasn't just on staff, I mean, I just wasn't at the church, I was on staff. I wasn't just on staff, I was a part of the leadership team. And so the, the really heartbreaking parts of me and my church heart experiences was seeing all the other people who were hurt, you know? Like I really felt responsible. I really felt like, man, there's so much residue just left from, from, from bad choices ultimately and from just lack of wisdom and lack of discernment and lack of just, pure you know purity from god there was there was there was it was lack of that <laughs> and so many people were affected by that and i carried that with me for so long until i had to say you know what you're the god of them too i feel a weight towards their healing i feel a responsibility for their healing and i do pray for that but ultimately you are their god too and i have to release them to experience your healing as same way i had to release myself to experience your healing um because God has the ultimate say over everyone's lives. Those who hurt us, those who haven't hurt us, those who are with us, those who are against us, those who, you know, you know, uh, walk hand in hand with us, who love on us, who don't love on us. God is their God too. And I had to 
love that about had to learn to love that about God because parts of me were just like now God I think I know you but this don't feel like you and I don't understand how you just doing how all this happening under under your eye and he's like I'm sovereign accept my sovereignty without having the clarity of how what's going to happen or how it's going to end the next thing I did when I was in my journey of healing from the church, I read a lot of books. Um, I read so many books <laughs> and I brought them all with me that I hope I have time to share, but I read tons of books. These are the ones that I wanted to highlight. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, six books. Um, the first one is All Along You Were Blooming by Morgan Harper Nichols. This is a, a book that you can read every night before you go to bed. It's not like a novel, but it has different affirmations and, on, on every single page. That This book, I feel like, really started to tear down the layers and really open me up and really helped me to see that there is still room to grow. There is still life after this heartbreak. There is still hope and love to receive even after the heartbreak of the church. Um, another book I read was by Joel Osteen called Peaceful on Purpose. My dad gave me this book um, and it's another, it's an easy read. You can read it every single, I would read this every single morning. It's, I think it's maybe seven or nine chapters or so, but um, super, super easy, super encouraging and really helps you know that your future is bright. The next book I read was Get Out of Your Head. It's by Jenny Allen. This book, game changer. This book calls you to get out of the toxic thoughts that are filling your head, that the enemy plants in your head, that you plant in your head, that other people have planted in your head. This book calls you out of the spiral of those thoughts. You know how the word says, like take every thought captive and submit it to the word of God. This book practically shows you how to take every thought captive and submit it to the word of God. It's like, as soon as I think like, man, I'm never gonna get over this hurt. Like I take that thought captive and I submit it to the word of God that says, you know what? No, I'm an overcomer. I'm an, I'm, God, God is gonna heal me. God is, God is my deliverer. God is my restorer. I take that thought captive and I submit it so that I don't go on the spiral of like, oh, I'm never gonna heal from this church. Oh, I'm never, then, then I'm never gonna be able to meet anyone because I'm gonna carry that hurt. And I'm never gonna be able to have kids. Like the spiral that our minds go through, this book helps you to stop that spiral. It was game changing for me. The next book I read was Learning to Be by Juanita Campbell. Um, this was a book I read early 2021, before I even left, but I was kind of already knew what was probably about to happen. Um, it was a book about finding your center, about loving the person that you are. This book really taught me that I could not stay anywhere that was not going to allow me to be loyal to my relationship with God. It was not going to allow me to um, have the space I needed to really love God and really trust God over my life. Um, I love this book and it kind of, I guess, set the tone for the year. Um, the next book is Life Interrupted by Priscilla, Priscilla Shirer. If you don't know, Priscilla Shirer is a pastor, um, a phenomenal pastor, a phenomenal speaker. You can find her on YouTube, but she lost her mom, um, which I can't, I can't imagine it, but she lost her mom. And this book is called Navigating the Unexpected. I don't know if it was written before or after she lost her mom, but I will say that this book teaches you that interruptions will happen all the time that interruptions happen a lot in our lives and when you learn to navigate in the unexpected moments you know it can prepare you to have a longer life of just like longevity of joy and 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 also remember that like joy is something that you can pick up again even though life gives us twists and turns, grief comes in, hurts come in, bitterness comes in, sadness comes in, loss comes in. Those things happen and they hurt us and they teach us and they maybe change parts of us. We have to also remember that joy comes, happiness comes, love comes, restoration comes, and that those things are promised to us just like unexpected life turns are essentially kind of promised to us. Joy and happiness and restoration are also promised to us on the other side. And the last book I read uh, was called Woman Evolve, which should be no surprise to anyone. I love Sarah Jakes Roberts. This book i read it on my sabbatical after i had got sick um and really 
I really, this book kind of teaches you how to know that there's more inside of you, that what you feel right now, the fear that you feel of the unknown, the fear that you feel of like, I don't know what my life is gonna turn out to be. There is so much more waiting for you on the other side. That there is so much more to come that if you just believe in yourself and if you take the steps, you work hard, you listen to your intuition, you trust a God over your life, then the fear that you have of life will start to diminish. One thing that I had to learn when I was in this, when I, as I've healed from church hurt, is that I had to stop being fearful of life. The triggers I started to have, the ner my nervous system was completely disrupted. I had to figure out how I could get back to the place where I could embrace life again. And I know so many people are at that place. So many people have probably even overcome and, and now you're in that place. And it's a hard place to get back to. We have to realize, and I know I had to, that there was space, there is gonna come a time where glory is going to come, where there's gonna be glory after these sad moments, where there's gonna be more friendships, there's gonna be more churches, there's gonna be more love, more pastors who you're gonna encounter who really mean you well and who are really gonna help you become a better person. Maybe that's not what that story was, and that sucks, okay? It's no better word to say it, but that sucks and it's hard and we all have to and we have to walk through it now that we're in a place that we're not there anymore we're we we know our worth we have moved forward <clears throat> but now we have a hard time embracing life now we have a hard time trusting others now we have a hard time forgiving or or letting people in or even going to another church which is still a journey for me honestly but you know there are parts of me that had to learn how to embrace life again, how to not walk on eggshells, how to not think, oh, something bad's about to happen. Or, you know, that everyone who comes into my life is gonna take something from me. I had to realize, girl, you've learned so much, you've picked up so many lessons, so many tools, and now you're not gonna even enter relationships, friendships, relationships, church relationships, even if you were to join staff again in the church, <laughs> you're, you, please know you're not gonna do it the same way you did it before. So pick up those lessons and embrace life again. God is a God who wants to give us life. He's not a God who wants to take, take away life from us. He's not a God who wants to deplete us. He wants to restore us. He wants to allow us to say, hey, I'm gonna bless you. Like, I'm, I'm a God who blesses my children. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to bless you. And the more that we, I think we get that and we know that, then we'll begin to embrace life even more. Um, which brings me to the part of the podcast that I like to call Pour It Forward. It's a time where we get to pour our knowledge, wisdom, encouragement into the next and upcoming generation. And typically every single week, I take something that I wanna share to my younger self. And this week I'm taking it and sharing to my younger self who was only younger, like my my younger self a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, you know, and I, I know that this part of the podcast not just touches the next generation and leaves a legacy for them, but it also, heals the inner child of us that we carry with us as we get older. Um, this week, I dedicate this part of the podcast to all of the children affected by church hurt. When I was living through church hurt, I was also leading kids ministry, which was very challenging in itself. Um, and I realized in kids, kids ministry is really full of kids who really are just looking for a safe place to have fun, meet friends and love, just learn like a little bit more about God, love God and, and meet people. I wanted to recognize the children of seasons where church hurt has been in your life and say, I'm sorry for what happened, um, to your childhood. I'm sorry for how you had to watch a community fall apart, um, and a place that used to be your favorite place is not, not your favorite place anymore. I know a lot of people who were at my church were like, the kids love the church. They were like so happy to come there on Sundays. And now that has completely changed for them. And so I think that we have to take time, even as adults, to look at the kids and say, man, they had a loss too. Not just me, they also suffered loss. Even if they're not even necessarily old enough to realize it yet, they also suffered loss. And I'm sorry for how children have had to watch a community fall apart and that you know they've seen friends that they love not be there anymore they've seen leaders that come in for to lead kids ministry not be there anymore and also with no explanation i know for me i kind of i left i was too broken too hurt too too 
just a shell of a person to address kids i probably wouldn't have not i probably wouldn't have said anything nice and i probably would have been very i don't even know honestly but i do know that there's a part of me that wishes i may have should have said something to the kids maybe i should have helped them transition more like some all, all of that again here me go here i go again picking up the world that sits in god's hand but i do want to recognize that and if any of any of if any children have felt the spirit of fear you know in your lives if you as you went to another church as you as you've met new friends as you've even even joined another kids ministry i want to silence that fear in your life and allow god to come into where you are right now if your parents if you're with your child maybe put your hand on your child right now and just just pray over them just pray that no fear from the enemy from their you know from the sense of the loss that they experience as well will come into them um, as they get older you know there is hope for you um, there is another side um, for all children and for all adults who experience church hurt i've never shared this publicly actually but as i sit here talking to you i want you to know that i am an adult who also experienced church hurt as an adult but also i experienced a church breakup as a child um I remember, I don't know how old I was. I remember I remember there was one Sunday in, in particular where there was an uproar basically at the church and the church kind of split and fell apart. I remember as a child watching my parents make the hard decision to leave a place that they loved, that their family was at, and go to another church. I didn't, I don't even know. I still don't, I still haven't even really asked those questions of why. Um, but I do know that was a very painful time, you know, a very hard time for my for my family um because no one wants to experience a church breakup but i went through that as a child and as as i experienced things as i've gotten older i'm like okay god i don't know what this is with me in the church i went through it as a as a child and i'm going through it as an adult like what what are the pieces that are coming together for me but this is what i've learned there will be a woosah in your future there is glory on the other side of the heartbreak of the pain of the disruption of the confusion of the sadness of the loss of friendships of the loss of a pastor loss of a church all of that there is glory on the other side there is hope on the other side i'm living literally living proof that there is another side if you continue to walk and trust God with the healing process that he's taking you through. It's not easy, it's not short, <laughs> um, it's not painless, but it is a process, meaning that one day we won't be in that process, we'll be in another process that he's working through us. Um, you know, I want you to know that you can sit with God, Every all young people, please know you can sit with God with your pain, you can sit with him with all the ways that you're thinking, and you can ask him to restore your mind and your trust in him. It's really hard for people not to associate the church and God together, because they, they work together right it's like me working at my job like it's hard like you we work together we're in unison in a sense we have to disconnect um while we're healing we have to disconnect people and god um i know we off i know i felt like you know the church has hurt me and people have hurt me meaning the system of churches failed me the system of churches failed a lot of people also people failed me and their lack of wisdom failed me and i account for that and i'm asking the lord to heal me from that what i've never had to do was ask was say god failed me god has never failed me and he never will fail me um, he is outside of my pain and he knows how to bring me outside with him and kind of heal me and say, all right, like this is what I'm healing. It has nothing to do with who I am, but the people in your life have done this. The systematic ways of doing things have done this to you, but I'm a God who can come into that place with you and heal that part of you. Um, you know, I had to really come to a place that I had to realize that God was God and his sovereignty reigns over all. And, you know, I want you to know that God will, will and he can sit with you in that place of all that all of your thoughts. I want I won't tell you what he'll tell you or how he'll show you how he's going to do everything or how he's going to move you or how he's going to heal you. But I will say that that in everything I've had to unlearn about the church, about people, even about myself, I've never, I've never, I've never been annoyed or lacked um, 
love or even, you know, I've never had to unlearn basically my relationship with God and everything I had to learn and everything I had to experience with church hurt and every trigger I now experience and every nerve I had to heal and every trigger I had to heal from the church or from people in my life. I never had to unlearn my relationship with God. And that's what we all have to hold on to. Our relationship with God is our hope. And he brings hope to us every single day. When we when I open up my blinds now in this season, I'm saying, I, when I see the sun rising, I'm like, all right, son, you're doing your job. Now, what am I supposed to do, God? I say that every single day now. And I think it's so funny because the sun just rises and it does its job. The moon comes up and it does its job. And now I'm asking myself, Lord, okay, you've healed me. You've brought me so far. You've allowed me to experience restoration on another level. What is my job to do? And now as I sit here, <laughs> man, I'm getting emotional now as I sit here recording on this podcast as you guys don't know a year ago there was no way I could be here there was no way I could have imagined me sitting on a podcast sharing my love for God or my love even for people after I had felt so wronged by people or so wronged by the church there was no way I could have known that this day would come, especially not this soon. I thought, all right, I know I'm going to heal, but it ain't going to, it's going to take a minute. And, and I sit here to tell you today, like God is a God of restoration. He's a God of hope. He's a God of peace, of forgiveness. Even if it's taking you longer to forgive people who have hurt you, that's okay. Don't lose your relationship with God. Don't leave him in the process. You may have to leave relationships. You may have to put boundaries in place. You may have to recognize your worth so that you can walk away from some places who are not recognizing your worth. But don't leave God. Trust in him. So that brings us to the end of our podcast. Um, I do hope that this encourages you. This is, I think parts of me can share so much more. And maybe I will. But I know that this part of the podcast is 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 concluded in a sense of i hope that some things that i did in my process of healing from church hurt will help someone else as you're walking in it right now or you're moving through it or you know someone who's moving through it or walking through it like take some of the steps that i did in my season to worship to take care of myself to lean on the people who are speaking into me and to lean on the god that, that has never left me and never failed me um he's brought me back into my purpose he's brought me back into my anointing and it's a daily walk for me to even speak is 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 a miracle honestly to be speaking in my anointing and speaking in a way that encourages other is a miracle and i hope that this podcast helps you i hope that my podcast overall helps you and um i can't wait to pour it up with you guys next time Bye. When I call up your phone, me, I just wanna say hi It's a lie, me, I know late tonight Me, I know late tonight Baby, one more time When I call up your phone, me, I just wanna say hi